Our second scripture is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason I bow my knees before God, our parent, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of God's glory, God may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with the power through the Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to the one who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To God be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. We celebrate the written word of Scripture. Thanks be to God. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Loving God, gather us with all the saints around your living word so that we might come to comprehend how high and long and wide and deep is your love for us in Jesus Christ. Amen. Over in San Francisco, there is an Episcopal church, St. Gregory of Nyssa, that grounds its worship in the liturgy and worship practices of fourth century Christianity. That is specific, isn't it? They began in the 1970s as a bold experimental congregation. They are still thriving today, but they have this thought of taking ancient Christian practices, practices from the Byzantine, Jewish, and African world of the Mediterranean, and reviving those practices to create a fresh word for today. Their worship endeavors to engage all the senses in movements and patterns embraced by the saints of the church down through the ages. And so if you worship there, you'll experience things in worship like incense invoking the sense of smell. They also have stunning visual art. They use icons as a part of their prayer, images that can help focus and inspire prayer. And I, I brought um, some photos of some of those icons. So if you go to church at St. Gregory of Nyssa, they have a part of the church, it's a rotunda that sits above uh, what they call the altar, what we would call the communion table, and they, has, they have icons of the saints dancing. Now these are saints broadly understood, so you'd see saints like St. Francis and St. Teresa of Avila, um, but then you'd also see Martin Luther and Martin Luther King Jr. all there dancing um, around the communion table. If you worship there at a certain point of the service, when they gather for the Eucharist, for communion, people get up out of their seats 
and they dance to the communion table. Think of it as this vibrant, holy conga line. That's what, what it feels like. So you come in and you dance and you start to spiral around there. And so there they all are. You've got, you've got the saints who've come before um, dancing above. And then you have the living saints dancing there. And all of them, they're, they're all there. Uh, when they come to communion, they dance around the table. Uh, the saints above, the saints here and now dancing into communion dancing into life with God and each other, communion and life that reaches back into the past, that comes to life in the present, and that overflows out into a future yet to come. I've been there, I went there in seminary, and it is, it is an amazing experience. The scriptures this morning have that same sense of exuberance and of hope. As the writer greets the saints in the house church in Ephesus, now there is a good bit that we don't know about this letter to the Ephesians. You know, a lot of times uh, you'll, you'll hear preachers, you'll hear me, we always want to ground in the history of the text to know that. And there's a lot that we don't know. It says that it's written in the name of Paul, but, but probably not. It's, it's different enough that we think that it wasn't written by Paul himself, but, but by someone in his name. It doesn't go into the specifics of their life and community, so we don't know much about the background of this letter to the Ephesians. What we do have in Ephesians is the vitality and vibrancy of its language and imagery. Ephesians overflows, it cascades with this exuberant expression of God's love for us in Jesus Christ. How that love comes to life in God's new creation, in the saints, in us, in all of us together, the body of Christ, cascading imagery of thanksgiving and praise. It is by grace you have been saved by faith. God has made us alive in Christ, raised us up with Christ into the heavenly realms and created us as God's workmanship to do good here in the world, a new creation, the body of Christ. Ephesians overflows with the length and height and breadth and depth of God's love for us more than we could ever ask or imagine. Standing in the flow of that praise, the scripture this morning begins with a word of thanks. The writer writes to the saints in Ephesus and says, I give thanks every time I think of you. The writer remembers the saints and how he has experienced the fullness of God in them. The fullness of the one who fills everything in every way. Remembering and giving thanks for the saints, we do that on All Saints Day. Celebrating the saints stretches back through the generations. In, in New Testament times, the word saints would have been broadly understood as all those who have gathered together around Christ. Over time, and continuing in Roman Catholic traditions, saints came to be understood, experienced, and celebrated as remarkable human beings, specially gifted, filled with God, and faithful to God in, in ways that were often experienced as miraculous. We, we still hear echoes of that in the broader culture when someone says, oh, they're a saint. They usually mean that person is particularly good. And so, holy days, holy days develop to remember and celebrate individual saints. The Feast of St. Francis, the Feast of St. Clair, the Feast Day of St. Anselm, San Anselmo, which FYI is April 21st. 
until there were so many individual feast days that it seemed fitting to establish one All Saints Day, November 1, often celebrated as we're doing here on the first Sunday in November. Protestant traditions like ours embrace an even broader understanding of the saints, in some ways returning to the New Testament understanding. We understand saints to be all those who have gathered in the community of Christ. The living word of God alive in everyday people like you and me and everyone. And so the writer of Ephesians can write to the saints in Ephesus. And we can greet each other as the saints of San Anselmo. With that, we don't claim to be holier than others. It's more that we see in each other and broadly in our humanity folks who show up in their everyday lives, claim and trust the love of God we find in Jesus Christ and try our best to live that out in the complexity of our world, to live our imperfect lives well, trusting that in and around and through these imperfect lives, God's grace abounds. And with that expansive understanding, we remember and we celebrate the saints we have known. We did that just yesterday. When we gathered to celebrate the life of Carlin's Nicholson, we remembered her love for family and for God's creation and how she taught and led her kids and others into a deeper experience and celebration of the natural world around us. In her life, we remembered a saint and we gave thanks. Or last month, We remembered Ruth Sempel and all the children she taught over the years. One of her her students came and shared how in his third grade year, when all the other adults in his life were absent, Ruth, his third grade teacher, had been the one loving, steadying presence in his life. He remembered a saint, and he gave thanks. Or back at the beginning of the year, we remembered Asma Eshen, who inspired the community here in San Anselmo to partner with communities in Afghanistan to plant trees as signs of peace and love and life in a world that is full of war. We remembered and we gave thanks for her heart of justice and compassion. In just a moment, During communion, we will remember and name the saints, all the saints we have known and loved who have died this year. There'll be an opportunity for you to speak names. All those in this community and the families and communities we inhabit, we give thanks for the saints who have blessed our lives, remembering in the words of Ephesians how we are rooted and grounded in love. But neither Ephesians nor All Saints Day looks only back into the past. Both are also very much about present life of the saints pulsing in the world today, rooted and grounded in love. Yes, rooted and grounded in love, the writer of Ephesians prays for the life of the saints in the present moment. May you be strengthened with the power in your inner spirit. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith. May you come to know how wide and long and wide and deep is God's love for us in Jesus Christ. In this moment, may you live the life of saints for the blessing of the world right here and right now. On two very long plane rides last week, 
I had the chance to think back on life lived in the communion of the saints here in this place just over the past couple months. We've celebrated the service of the deacons and how they lead us in loving care and tender mercy. We have surrounded those who are ill and together experienced Christ's miraculous healing. This community launched a community fridge, I think it was two weeks ago, a place where folks can come and get food. And Sue Neal told me yesterday that most of the food is gone. We're ready to restock. We're ready for more. Folks have been using it, coming. They've been coming and being fed. And there are now saints in the church just beginning to talk, just beginning to talk about how we might become a place that can provide lodging and shelter where a refugee family might live as they wait their asylum hearing. That's just an idea coming to life, an idea full of possibility. Now I notice all that not to make a claim that any one of us or that all of us are particularly good, not saints like that but rather to notice and to give thanks for how God's love can come to life in the everyday lives of everyday people leaning into the love of Jesus Christ. Rooted and grounded in the lives that have been lived here and in the life we live together now, we glimpse how long and high and wide and deep is the love of God for all creation in Christ Jesus. But neither Ephesians nor All Saints Day stop there. There is even more. Both Ephesians and All Saints Day give thanks for the saints who've gone before. They breathe in the life we live in Christ today, and they look forward to the saints who are yet to come. The writer of Ephesians blesses the saints with a prayer to the God who is able to do more than we could ever ask or imagine, a prayer of hope for a future brighter than we could ever ask or imagine, a prayer for the living saints and for the saints who are yet to come. So this morning in communion, we will name not only the saints that have gone before, but also the saints who have been born into our families and into our communities this year. And I think of our children's time, and Paula, and Anders, and Ev, and Cece, and June, and Hannah, and Phoebe, and Quentin, how they already bless us and lead us as we pray for a future for them and for the whole world better than we have known better than we could ask or imagine. I think a communion over at St. Gregory of Nyssa and all the saints who have come before us, dancing above us, the saints we have known present with us now, as this morning over in St. Gregory of Nyssa and in here, we make our way to the table in this dance of community overflowing with love and life. The invitation to that dance and to this table is broad and expansive for everyone everywhere, for you and for me. The saints are all those who come to the dance. And in that dance of the saints, we get a glimpse, a vibrant living embodied glimpse of how long and high and wide and deep is the love of God for us and for all creation in Jesus Christ. Rooted and grounded in the love of all who have gone before, we stand in this moment, right here, right now, the body of Christ, the communion of the saints, and we travel together to the table with its bright hope for God's future, 
for our future together with God and with each other. And friends, it is a future bigger and better than we could ever ask or imagine.